0: All right. Hello, friends. Hello once again. We are back recording here on uh, Tuesday, August 15th uh, for Episode 6. We're, uh, we've had a couple of uh, golf episodes sprinkled in, but we're excited to get back to to the nfl which is very quickly approaching and we're gonna we're gonna hit on our fourth divisional uh, breakdown uh you got myself uh, brandon aka don bentley uh with uh with my boy uh, justin aka j mills here for better bets ahead um and again we're, we're hitting on the nfc south this week so it should be a really interesting division this year i think it's it's um it's going to be tight, but tight in kind of a, a lower tier way, if, if that's if that's OK to say. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of the talk I've been hearing is could this be, you know, the division that sends a, a team with a losing record back to the playoffs? Right. And so um, uh, a lot of a lot of changes, especially at the quarterback position, Um across, across the board, really. Uh, I mean, all four, all four teams are coming in with new quarterbacks and I think, you know, that alone could lead to, to a lot of different, a lot of variants in this division. So, um, I think, I think I'll just go ahead and dive right in for our listeners to, uh, my, my NFC South kind of breakdown here. Um, and I think, you know, my first bet that I'll kick it off with Justin, um, it was a little shaky on this. I'm not going to lie, just given their 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 new quarterback. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Saints to take the division at plus 120. Um, you know, I'm not. I know you're a little closer to the Raiders than I am, but um, I'm not as down on Derek Carr as as I think a lot of people are. I think I sometimes think he gets a bad rap. I don't think he's the greatest quarterback ever, um, but I think they have by far the most experienced quarterback in this division. You know their defense is is going to kind of come to play, um, and that's really that's really where they're going to make their you know make their bones. Right? Um, I, I just think that those two and a re- strong receiving core, if Thomas can stay healthy, and Juwan Johnson c- comes out strong again, um, it makes this division seem like it's theirs to lose plus money makes it a little bit better. And then you look at the rest of the division, um, Panthers, you, you probably heard my thoughts on the first three NFL episodes, starting a rookie quarterback. It is Bryce young. Um, I'm not the biggest Bryce young guy, but, um, rookie quarterback there, Falcons, in, as in my estimation for all intents and purposes, you know, a very fresh quarterback, he, he started four games last year, but, but, um, but uh, Desmond Ritter, and then obviously you know Baker Mayfield with the Bucks, right? So it's going to be a completely different uh, offense uh, on the Bucks. Um, you know, I, I surprisingly um, looking at the books, I'm not as down on the Bucks in this division as you know DraftKings, as for example, um, if Baker can kind of recreate a little bit of what he did um, under you know Sean McVay. In, in LA at the end of last year, maybe there's going to be some more excitement there, um, and um, I think I think even without, but ultimately even without Kamara for the first few weeks, the Saints, you know, should should be able to push through and have this in the bag. Uh, Justin, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, division wise, I think the Saints run away with this division. Um, they have the easiest schedule in the NFL this year. Um, Derek Carr is a middle of the pack quarterback. He's He's closer to Kirk Cousins than people want to believe, um, in my opinion. I just don't think he's been surrounded with the right team or the right coaches, right? Um, and you kind of see that throughout his career. Whenever he has competent coaches and competent wide receivers, he plays well. So I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I think he's a fairly decent franchise quarterback. And with the Saints' defense, um, with Lave. Um, with Michael Thomas, if he stays healthy, a sheem um, and then you got, you know, grandpa, Jimmy Graham coming back, maybe he'll catch a <laughs> touchdown or something. I don't know. A blast from the past, man. Um, yeah. I, I'm, you're going to see when we talk about the saints, um, I'm fairly high on the saints. Um, I think the Panthers are the only team in the division that can kind of push them. Um, and a lot of that's just my belief in Bryce Young. I know you said you don't really like him. Um, I think Bryce Young's going to walk into the NFL, um, and be a top. 12 quarterback in the league. I think he can just command an offense. Um, I think he's very poised in the pocket. Um, he showed that back in Alabama, even his last year at Alabama, they didn't have a great, uh, I mean, they had great offense. I mean, they always have good players and stuff, but he wasn't stacked like a lot of these quarterbacks had, and he was able to still throw for 40 plus touchdowns, um, win a lot of games for Alabama. So I, I really like Bryce Young. I really like the Panthers. Um, Defense this year, um, their defense showed last year that they're young and they're ready and hungry. Um, so a lot of it, I think, for Bryce Young and the Panthers is can their position players stay healthy? Whether that is Bryce Young, um, but I'm talking more about the Adam Thielen's, who's good when he's healthy. DJ Chark, who has shown he has an explosive tendency and is good when he's healthy. Um, they brought in Hayden Hurst. Uh, they have Miles Sanders, who's dealt with injury concerns. So I think a lot of their win equity and how they're going to perform this year is how many of those guys can stay healthy majority of the season. So, um, yeah, Falcons and Bucks, I'm down on, uh, we'll get into them. Um, I'll talk more about them. I don't think either of them have a chance to win this division though.
0: Yeah. I, and I, I don't want to say I, I don't, I mean, I guess I'm not the biggest fan of Brace Young. It's not that I just don't like the guy, right? I think I, I just, I, you'll see a recurring theme with me. It's the, the big thing of, can rookie quarterbacks get it done? And, and, you know, maybe he can prove me wrong this year, Um, you know, and, and be that top 12 quarterback that Justin's alluding to. I mean, he's got the talent. It's uh, it's, can he hold up, you know, in in a full season Um, we're seeing some of that with Tua, right? Not any fault of his own necessarily. Um, But but uh just to throw another Alabama quarterback out there, but um I, I I think it's an interesting division from top to bottom and uh excited to to dive into each of these teams. So um with that, I think we will uh jump to the Atlanta Falcons first and foremost. Um so a little bit about the Falcons. Um I think to me they they did something you don't see teams do a lot and they they use a lot of draft capital, a high pick on, on the mustard man, Bijan John Robinson. Um, and it's, what's really interesting there is they're putting in behind one of the NFL's best run blocking, um, units. Um, I think they, they were actually, I think pro football focus rated them as the best run blocking unit last year. They've, they had got, the, they had Chris Lindstrom who graded out as the best guard in the NFL, uh, McGarry at right tackle. And obviously Jake Matthews on the left side. So, I, I I think you'll hear from me in a few minutes. I, I do think that that is going to be a huge strength and a big surprise uh, in the NFL on the flip side though, overall I am relatively low on the Falcons finish this year. So I'm going to do something I typically don't do Justin. And uh, I, and I, I'm not sure if you agree, but I'm going with their win total under eight and a half um, it's plus 100. So even money, but when I look at this division I don't see either the Panthers or their Bucks as guarantees, you know, going and taking those games. I think you look at their their schedule, the Texans and the Cardinals should be a couple of locks. They've got the Titans and the Commanders which are going to be really tough games for them. Um, and I, I honestly, you know, I may be a bit of a homer here, but I think the Bears will give them a run for their money. And I think even the Colts, depending on how Anthony Richardson, um, now that he's been been named uh, the starter in Indianapolis, um, will, will, will play tough games. So I toyed with just, I toyed with playing this down to under seven and a half. Um, but the value, uh, the line there just didn't give me enough of uh, confidence to uh, to take that. Because, you know, a couple of, couple of fumbles bounce, you know, one way or the other and that, that win total could creep upwards. So that's, that's what I'm looking at for a win total.
1: Yeah, no, I, th- I think the Falcons are probably, a. I mean, I mean, you know, one of my bets is they're going to go seven and 10 at plus at 700. Um, so I think the eight and a half is a great bet. I just don't think Ritter is the guy. He's kind of a very inaccurate quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. I guess a gunslinger. Um, I want to say he has a great arm. Uh, I guess above average, but he kind of just likes to throw the ball around. I think he's going to get them into a lot of situations that they don't want to be. I think if they had a quarterback that could just manage games and you know not make those mistakes where they could just hand the ball off to Algier and Bijan. Um, mm-hmm. I think they would win a lot of games because their defense is stacked, bringing in Bates, um, AJ Terrell. They have a lot of talent on their defense, and I think that they're going to be able to hold a lot of teams and they're going to be in games. I just don't believe Ritter is the type of quarterback that's going to be able to win a lot of games come fourth quarter, whether that's extending drives at the end of the game when you're up by a touchdown or three points or mm-hmm. a point, right, um, or that's going to win a game if you
0: need him to go win a game under two minutes. So
1: that's kind of yeah. my take on the Falcons as far as the year goes.
0: Yeah, I, I I do have a bet on Ritter that I think I guess contrasts a little bit with my my view of him, and it's similar to yours. I don't think he's the type of quarterback that's going to go win you games, especially with his arm. Now, if he can if he can take a little bit of what he did at Cincinnati and use his legs and add that element to make keep defenses off guard, A, it's going to open up a lot of things for the rest of the team, including uh, Bijan, right? Um, but I think that's really the the the, the sticking point here, and. You mentioned if they could just get a guy to manage a game, you know, it makes me wonder, I don't know if they're going to give up on Ritter, but they've got Heineke, um, you know, backing him up, who is, you know, he hasn't shown to be a superstar by any means, but he has shown the ability to, to your point, Justin, to manage games. And they've got the talent out there if, if, you know, if things go wayward with Ritter, um, you could see him maybe maybe grabbing a couple starts and, and maybe sneaking in just to to give him a little more time to marinate. But um, the bet that I have that, that kind of, I guess, contrasts the thinking on Ritter, I'm actually looking at his over passing yards at uh, 2,600 and a half. So what really, this was really a stat-driven um, bet for me. He had over 700 passing yards. Um as a rookie in his four starts, which is translates to nearly 3,000 in a full 17 game season, um, again assuming he isn't supplanted by Heineke during the season, I think at minus 105 and and kind of given Arthur Smith's play calling abilities um, and now his second full year in the offense, um, I think I think he he shouldn't have an issue throwing for this, especially when they're going to be behind in games. It seems like you know they're they're going to be in tight games or behind in games. Great pass blocking, so he should have time to make the throws, even if he's not the most accurate. Big receiving targets in London and Pitts. Um, and it's also been documented that the Falcons are going to use Bijan in all sorts of ways, not just handing him the ball off, but he'll be a great receiving option out of the backfield, and there's been rumors that he may even pop into the slot or you know out wide um, to keep defenses on their toes. So that was the first bet that I uh, I looked into here. Um, and my my next set of bets are... Again, gonna be all around the the mustard man. So I'll uh Justin, what what uh what do you have for us uh on the Falcons?
1: Yeah, um I have a couple bets. So my first one's gonna be uh Drake London over eight hundred and twenty five point five uh receiving yards. Um Pitts is coming into the year banged up already. Um we've seen Pitts kind of struggle with injuries here and there. Lengthy tight end, pretty much a receiver though, doesn't really line up a tight end. Um But other than Drake London and Pitts, they don't really have anybody, any pass catchers. I mean, they have Bijan, right. But I think London's going to see 110, 120 targets, even in an offense that they run the ball a lot. So I think 825 should be pretty easy for him if he stays healthy. Um, I think he's going to go for over a thousand this year. Um, and as much as I don't like, um, Ritter, and I don't think he's a franchise guy, um, even if he leaves and um, Heineke comes in, I think Heineke, honestly, even better for London. So if, if something happens to Ritter, Ritter goes down, um, I think you have an upgrade in the back just because Heineke's not scared to throw the ball up, right? Especially when he has a receiver that he knows mm-hmm. he can go up and get the ball. Um, so I think mm-hmm. that's a great bet. I think London easily goes for 1,000 yards this year if he stays healthy.
0: Yeah, I, think, plus I think what scared too. me... Ooh, okay. So that's that's even money. I think, uh, Justin, you may know this. What scared me away from from London a little bit was probably uh, own personal bias in our fantasy league last year. I think I traded for him and was expecting him to to, to kind of help me along, and uh, ended up uh, dealing him back out um, to somebody who with who had hopes of keeping him for this this upcoming year. So, but I, I mean, I like your point. Hollins, Scotty Miller, while serviceable, aren't going to bring a lot to the table. I think Pitts, you know. It, He's had an up and down first couple of years, especially with the injuries. Um, But overall, you know, I uh, I like their defense, like what they got up the middle with Jarrett and Campbell um, and, uh, you know, even Caden Ellis in the linebacking course. So um, I I think I'm going to pull it back real quick and talk about a guy that everyone's talking about ever since he was drafted. Um, and Justin, I think we have a little bit of a disagreement here. Um, but, uh, I mentioned the mustard man at the top, Bijan Robinson. They took him, uh, very high, um, which teams have stayed away from doing with running backs. And he's going to be slotted in right behind one of the best offensive lines, if not the best offensive line rushing wise in the NFL, even money over 1100 and a half rushing yards. Um, he's going to be very heavily relied upon with, uh, with Ritter. Um, at quarterback, he's going to have fresh legs comparatively to other other NFL running backs, um, and I think it sounds like you know I don't want to take a training camp hype too much, but it sounds like they have made it a priority to use him early and often. And assuming they're not getting blown out of every game, I think they're gonna they're gonna go back there and hand him the ball. So. A couple there that that rushing yard, and then I also am going to over eight and a half rushing touchdowns at uh, minus one ten. I think he'll get the ball on the goal line, um, and and nine. You know, basically one every two weeks is essentially what that boils down to. One more than that um, it shouldn't be too far far fetched. And then lastly, um, this is actually a much bigger one, um, and this is kind of states how high I am on him. At plus 1,000 on DraftKings, Bijan Robinson um, slated for most regular season rushing yards in the NFL. Uh, So hear me out here, Justin. I know it's a high-risk, high-reward bet, um, but when I look at these options ahead of him, I I just think it's attainable. you know, I've already talked about how he's going to be fed the ball. I kind of see Derrick Henry, you know, we know we know defenses are going to key on him. He's been hampered more and more throughout his career by injuries. He's a big barreling back. I don't know that he's going to have those super long runs in him anymore. Um, and they're, they've got a weaker passing off in Tennessee. Then you look at Jonathan Taylor, whose odds are a little bit better. Obviously, well documented, iffy situation in Indianapolis. Um, and then you look at, uh, you know, Nick Chubb, who's the third running back ahead of him. I mean, you don't really have to. The Browns are committed to the run, they're great at doing it. Um, I, I think if Kareem Hunt resigns, though, you know, um, takes some carries away there. And I just think a plus one, you know, 10 to one odds, I think it's a great a great opportunity to throw some money on, uh, on, on Bijan. So um, that's the milestone bet I'm looking at.
1: Yeah, I actually took Bijan under 1,100 yards. Um, So my take on Bijan is I kind of see the writing on the wall that they're going to use him more like Kamara has been used over his career, right? Um, Where they're kind of using him as just a weapon, um, where he's going to get that 12 to 15 carries. um, But he's also going to line up at wide receiver in the slot um, out wide, and they're going to throw him, you know, three to four screens a game. Um that's kind of my biggest worry about Bijan. And part of it's I mean they have Algier. Like Algier had a great rookie year. He almost rushed for five yards a carry, four point nine three yards a carry. He's a big burly back. Um I don't think they're just gonna abandon him altogether. Now do I think he's going to lead the team in rushing attempts? No but I think he's going to eat 150 of those rushing temps away. Um, I kind of see them being used in like a way that, um, a way that uh, kind of like Aaron Jones and uh, A.J. Dillon are used, where they're both kind of just 1A, 1B backs, right? Aaron Jones is used in the passing game, used as a scat guy, um, and A.J. Dillon's kind of uses the bruiser, so... That's my only worry about Bijan. If he was used as a workhorse, I think he could easily lead the league in rushing. Um, I just think Tyler Algier is going to eat into his workload enough to affect him um, from being able to accomplish that.
0: Okay, I, I'm not as I'm not as big on Algier as as you are. I mean, I, I think he's a serviceable back. I but I also I kind of just go back into my thinking. If I'm if I'm a GM right and I'm an NFL team and I'm taking Bijan that high in the first round. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a great weapon, but, uh, at the end of the day, um, when it comes down to it, I think they're going to, they're going to make sure they get their money's worth out of that guy. Um, considering he's probably making more on his rookie deal than most running backs in the NFL are nowadays. So, um, I guess we'll agree to disagree there, but, uh, but, you know, I think it'll be interesting to, it'll be interesting to see I, a lot of it could come down to, to, how well the Falcons play this year too. I mean if they if they surprise and they're ahead of a lot of games, he may be getting those those extra carries. So um Justin, what else what else do you have for us with the Falcons?
1: Yeah, my, my last bet for the Falcons is I just at plus two sixty, I I just love them to finish third in their division. Um like I, I've talked about when we talked about the division, I think the Bucks are horrendous. Um, I think Carolina's defense and Bryce Young's management of the game, even as a rookie, I think that they easily are going to get to eight or nine wins, and I don't see the Falcons getting there. Um, and the Saints are going to run away with the division, in my opinion. So I just don't see why plus 260 uh, isn't just great odds for them to finish third.
0: Okay. And so, yeah, I assume then, you know, I can take from what you're saying. We're we're looking at Saints, Panthers. Um, Falcons bucks from your perspective. is, is yeah. how you're kind of running those up and down.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, boring injuries. I think that that's kind of the way it just kind of outcasts to me.
0: Okay. I mean, I, I, don't, I can't really argue with that. I don't, like I said at the top, I see the saints in first and then, you know, as these divisional games go, it's, it's just tough to see how they really shake out. So, um, I, I didn't see, I didn't, I couldn't really put my finger on who was going to come in what place, but, you know, plus 260, it seems like a good bet. So um, I think that wraps us up for the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And with that, we're going to shift right over to the Carolina Panthers. All right. Um, so I think Justin and I may be button heads a little bit here uh, again, <laughs> we're this time with the Carolina Panthers. So off the top, I mean – We know they've got a a strong defensive line with Derek Brown um, and and Brian Burns uh, coming around the the edge there. Um, I think their biggest weaknesses were passing the ball and and, and then alternatively on defense, stopping the pass. I think you look at last year, Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker, Sam Darnold, right? That's not – they're not Bryce Young, but they are – they were seasoned quarterbacks. So I think they'll take a step forward with Bryce Young, but I do still see growing pains there, especially with a left tackle that um, Ikwunnu, who Ikwunnu, who led the NFL in in holdings. He's still growing into his frame. I think he's still learning the game a little bit. Um, but if he can if he can fulfill the potential that he he has and protect Bryce Young, um, I think it could be it could be a positive for for him there. I don't personally. I'm not you know, head over heels with any of their, their skill players. I know they brought in Miles Sanders from Philadelphia, but to me, he doesn't push the needle enough to, to, um, to, to get too, too excited. Uh, So I kind of look at the win total um, first and foremost, and just, I know you've got, got this as well, but I'm actually looking at win total under six and a half. Um, So by looking at their schedule, I kind of, just try to see where these seven wins are going to come from. And, and I mentioned at the top, I don't love taking the unders. I don't love taking the unders on anything, but taking some juice plus 145. I look at all six of the division games as being very tough and a rookie quarterback going into division games, even tougher. Um, I think, like I mentioned, there's limited help from those skill positions and outside of the Texans. I just, I don't see any game on their schedule that I feel like I can lock in and say they're going to win this game. Um, so that's where, that's kind of where I, I was going with this, this win total. I I bought it down to to the six and a half, but Justin, I know you're going to, you're, you're probably going to, uh, jump down my throat here because I think you see it a little bit differently.
1: Yeah. I just think the Panthers, um, I mean, their defense is just so loaded with young talent. Um, they're going to be coached well, um, with Frank Reich. Um great coach. I really think he got kind of the short end of the stick in uh Indy. I just I just think Bryce Young, all he has to do is game manage. Um and I know the division games are gonna be tough, but I mean other than going to the Saints, like right, going to the Bucks, I don't think is a crazy environment. Um, especially from what he's used to dealing with in um the SEC, right? So I just I just see them winning probably three games in their division. Um, I, I think they sweep the bucks. Um I think they win one probably from Atlanta, um, and then they probably lose to the Saints. But they could also, you know, steal one against the Saints. I just think that their defense is going to be able to kind of carry them. And if, if Miles Sanders stays healthy and they're able to run the ball a little bit, um, I, I really don't think it matters the receivers. I think they have enough receivers where they can deal with one of them being out, uh, especially if Mingo steps up or Terrace Marshall steps up. Um, Hayden Hurst is a great safety blanket. Um, kind of saw that with the Bengals last year. So I just, I just think that they're going to win uh, games, and they're going to probably be a nine-win team is kind of where I see it. Eight nine, a nine and eight team. Um, and I can see them sneaking into the playoffs as a wild card team, um, so that's kind of why I took them at over eight and a half wins at plus one seventy. So we're kind of way off, um, three game swing uh, yeah. based on,
0: on what we yeah think. yeah I I mean from from what you're saying, it sounds like you think they could even potentially. I mean, I know you're you're not betting it this way, but you think they could potentially steal um, steal the, the division from the Saints possibly.
1: Uh I mean I think the Saints are probably going to win 11 plus games so I I don't think they're going to be able to win the division but Okay. I mean if something happens to Derek Carr but even if something happens to Derek Carr I think the Saints are I mean their defense is good enough to win with uh with Winston honestly. So Okay. I I, okay. I just don't I just don't see them winning the division but I I mean I guess it's possible. I just don't see them getting past 9 Ten max wins, but I don't even think they get to ten. I think they get to nine and eight. And in the NFC, that might be good enough to make the playoffs. Honestly.
0: Okay, well i I think that kind of wraps up. Well, actually, I think you've got one more divi- You got one more divisional bet. I think you've got them coming in. Do I see. Is it coming in second place, Justin?
1: Uh, yeah, I do have them coming in second at plus two forty. Um, I mean, I, I kind of know my. Uh, bets as far as how I think the division's going to go: Saints, Carolina, mm-hmm. Falcons, uh, Bucks. I really don't see the Bucks coming anything in the fourth, and I don't see the Saints coming anything but first. So it's really just a matter of the Falcons and Carolina. So I'm pretty much just betting Carolina can outplay the Falcons.
0: Um, so it's kind of, my yeah, take you on should, it. uh, you, I mean, you basically, got, you basically got the exact finish. I feel like we should look up, uh, look up the exact result here in, uh, in some of this division, these division bets and just see if, see if that parlay is better than, uh, better than you just betting them individually, which we can probably look at here in in a few minutes. But, um,
1: I'll look at it while you uh, go over your next bet.
0: Sounds good. I think we've got, um, some player props to move on to. Um, first and foremost, he's been kind of a, a hotly debated player, um, so far between us, Bryce Young, um, I, I do see some value here at plus three fifty with Bryce Young um, to lead the division in, in regular season passing yards. Um, so again, I, I don't want the the characterization to be that I dislike him. Um, the only to me the only real competition is Derek Carr. You've heard my thoughts on Ritter, even though I think he's probably going to hit three thousand. Um, you know, Mayfield is is not a world beater by any by any means, but experience, even though experience isn't on his side, I think he's going to, he's going to, they're going to, they're committed to him. They're going to throw him out there every week. And like I personally expect the Panthers to be playing from behind more often than not. Um, From a job security standpoint, I think it's his um, entirely and completely because, you know, you take somebody that high in the draft. I think you're um, you're, you're locking in on them. And, Oddly, I think his job may be a little bit safer than cars. You know, if anything kind of goes wayward with car, does he lose the fan base? Does he lose the franchise? Um, you know, that's really the big thing that 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 he needs behind him there, um, just that confidence. So I like that plus three fifty. I think it's it's good enough odds for me to just take a take a chance on Bryce Young leading the division in passing yards.
1: Yeah, I have, this, I have the same exact bed. My my thought process is basically. You, you, I mean, you never wish somebody to get hurt, but I mean, if Carr goes down or even misses two weeks to an ankle injury or say they have a big lead um, come towards the end of the season, he sits out a game or two, that might be close enough to get Bryce Young um, over the top. So that's kind of my take mm-hmm. on it. Um, I think if him and Carr play the entire season, I think Carr runs away with it just with the weapons he has. Um, but it just is plus 350 i don't see anybody else in the division that can do it so i don't see why that's a bad bet
0: yeah um and you you have you have another couple of pieces on bryce young i think justin
1: yeah i have two quick other bets um i had bryce young over 22.5 passing touchdowns um i just think that with adam thielen um being a red zone target I mean, you saw that in Minnesota pretty much any times around the, around the red zone. And especially if you have them on your fantasy team, you're kind of expecting them to score. Um And with Miles Sanders, isn't necessarily a big bruiser. So, I mean, I, they're going to run the ball around the red zone. But I think they, they're going to trust Bryce Young to throw the ball around the red zone, not like most uh, rookie quarterbacks where you're going to be trying to just run it every time you're around there. Um, Hayden mm-hmm. Hurst. Hayden Hurst is a good red zone target. And then DJ Sharks, big dude, DJ sharks, uh, six, five, uh, Mingo six, three. So he has a lot of big targets to throw the ball to. So I think that twenty two and a half really isn't that difficult to get to considering he'll probably have a couple games, um, where he throws for three touchdowns and he plays in domes. Um, mm-hmm. so that's not bad. And then I think plus 500, if I'm going to take them to make the playoffs possibly, or even have a winning record, um, I don't see any other rookie that can achieve that, except unless you like the Falcons, which I don't like the Falcons. So I think Mm Bijan probably takes that if the Falcons have a better record. But if Bryce Young pushes for a playoff uh, berth and he plays good, which means he played good, I think that that is pretty much a lock for him to win that. I mean unless Bijan goes out and rushes for sixteen hundred yards, right? But Mm -hmm. even if he rushes for sixteen hundred yards and the Falcons go five and twelve and Bryce Young's nine and eight and maybe missed a playoffs by one game but had, you know, twenty two touchdowns and eight picks, I think I think he's gonna get that
0: vote. So Okay uh I, you know i can't argue with that that logic right if they have the year that you expect them to have with nine wins finishing at least second making the playoffs i think it's his to lose so plus 500 offensive rookie of the year um odds on DraftKings are pretty good um i think we have one more player to touch on and i i threw in a couple of bets on him um adam Thielen. so i uh, I think his time in Minnesota ended a bit unceremoniously for, for all he did and and how great of a receiver he was. But the first one I'm taking um, over 50, 550 and a half receiving yards um, at um, um, seem to have lost. I believe it's at even money plus 100 and then also over 55 and a half receptions at, at even money as well. So what what I, what I see from Thielen, he's consistent receiver when he's healthy, he's eclipsed this number in, six of seven seasons if you leave out the first two um, that included kind of minimal playing time before he really jumped onto the scene. I think they're going to be committed, the Panthers, that is, to helping Bryce Young um, uh, as much as they can. And Thielen seems to serve as that sure-handed safety blanket. Um, and then, you know, with my thinking, he the, playing, be, playing from behind um, – even if even if Thielen's lost a step over the course of his career, I think he's that option that, you know, get to the sticks, get us the first down, move the chains. And so um, I, I see him getting targeted a lot, and I see 550 is just too low of a number, especially at even money for, for Adam Thielen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like Adam Thielen. Um, I have a bet on him I'll cover in a second, but the, just to cover your bets real quick, I think that 55 number of receptions is pretty much a lock if he plays even 13 games. I just think he's going to be the safety blanket for Bryce Young, especially when it comes to rookie quarterbacks. A lot of teams like to run zones. Um, Thielen, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a captain this year. Uh, I didn't really look into that, but he's an old vet, um, very smart. Uh, knows where to get open in zone coverages. Um, He's going to find the right places to put himself in. Um, And I think he's going to be kind of a little mentor to uh, Bryce Young um, from the receiver aspect. So I love that Adam Thielen bet. Um, The bet that I had for Adam Thielen was over 4.5 reception touchdowns at plus 110. It's all the plus money. And I just, like I said, Thielen's been his entire career, just a red zone just like threat and just like a hog in the red zone. Um, He just runs such crisp routes and you don't need necessarily the speed in the red zone to score touchdowns. You just need to know where to be, know how to get open. And that's stealing, right? He's a veteran receiver. He's going to be the first look for Bryce Young when it comes to the red zone. So I just love that four and a half number. Honestly, you could probably hit it by week eight, week nine. I want to be stressed. So.
0: Yeah, I think we're high on Thielen. I think that was a great signing, Um, uh, you know, again, to really uh, really help out Bryce Young as a rookie. Um, So I think that about wraps up our analysis on the Carolina Panthers. I I know we don't see completely eye-to-eye on them, so it should be interesting to see how all that shakes out uh, in the coming year. But uh, as we move on forward, I'm going to kick it over to Justin for – Um, a little bit of a, a team outlook on the new Orleans saints.
1: Yeah. The saints, um, are going to be one of my favorite teams to watch, um, and kind of digest this uh, season because the NFC is so, um, depleted, right? There's not that many quarterbacks. Uh, honestly, you could argue Derek Carr is a top, um, four quarterback in the NFC. Um, and that kind of just depends on how these guys play, right? I mean, the only ones you can pretty much guarantee that are better than him is Hurts and Stafford if Stafford's healthy. Um, but other than that, like, I don't – I mean, Kirk Cousins probably better than him, but they're they're right there. Um, and then you're kind of looking at the properties of the world, those type of guys, and a lot of rookies. So I think with that being said, um, along with their defense, um, which has just been stacked year to year, their home field advantage in that dome, I mean, I've been there. I was there when the Niners and Saints played in that crazy 37-34 to 34 game um, where Kittle broke like 77 uh, tackles to get them down into field goal range on fourth and two. Um, that place literally is the loudest thing I've ever been in my life, and my ears were basically bleeding after. So um, with that <laughs> home field advantage and everything, I just think that – they're just going to run away with the division. And honestly, I think they're going to push for the be- best record in the NFC.
0: Yeah. I, You know, I. so the way I see it, I, I think they're going to win the division. What concerns me the most is the fact that they're, to, to me, the biggest weaknesses on the team are in the trenches, both on the offense and defensive side. Um, their offensive line pass blocking and run blocking grades both came in, I think, at 26th in the league. Um, so they could have trouble keeping Carr upright. Again, I still think they're going to win the division, but um, that's where I see some issues uh, as the year progresses. The, the players that have traditionally been great for them on offensive line, Andreas Pete and Cam Jordan, they are aging, um, so, so that's not the, the most optimal situation. But they did spend a first-round pick on Brian Brees uh, out of um, – I guess it's Bressy. I believe I I mispronounced it out of Clemson. So he'll help, he'll help uh, add some, add some meat to that defensive line. Um, But I just wasn't, I I wasn't completely confident in in their, their ability to, to get to, you know, kind of that 10 win season. Um, When you think about a weapon, Alvin Kamara out for the first, I believe it's three weeks with the suspension um, and, while they do have a lot of great talent in the receiving core between Al- Alave Shahid and Michael Thomas, if he stays healthy, Jawan Johnson at tight end, are they going to have enough time to get them the ball on a consistent basis. So that's that's really what I saw um from the Saints. But again, I think they're gonna win in the division. I just don't know if I see them um, you know, getting to that double digit win mark.
1: Yeah, and I can that's kinda where we don't see eye to eye in this division, it just seems like we're kind of both ways. Um I just see the Saints, right? I mean, they open up at home against Tennessee. Um, I think they can win that game, um, although Tennessee is good. Vrabel's a good coach, especially week one. Um, but if they can win that game, I, I can see them rattling off and starting 6-0. and um, And if you start 6-0 and in New Orleans, that fan base is going to be insane. Because if you can beat the mm-hmm. Titans, you go to the Panthers. A young Bryce Young, as much as I like Bryce Young, it's, it's a little early for him to be playing a division game uh, against the Saints. Um, they should be able to kind of win that game. Um, I don't like Jordan Love at all, so they beat the Packers. I, I can see that. They do have to go to Lambeau, but it's early in the year, so it's not going to be cold. Uh, then you have the Bucks at home, probably a for sure win. It is a, it is a division game. Then you got Mac and Cheese Jones the next week, um, due for at least a pick six or something <laughs> stupid. Um, and then you got the <laughs> Texans, right, after that. So, like, if you can get through that, that first game without Kamara, um, and then get through the Patriots. I think six and zero is on the table. Um, and if you start six and zero in New Orleans with that fan base, I'm telling you, that place is going to be rocking. There's going to be car jerseys everywhere. He's going to be the second coming of Jesus Christ. Um, and and that's kind of why I have him as the last undefeated team at twenty five to one. I just think if wow. you can get them to six and zero, I mean. If you tell me they're 6-0, and they have a chance um, to be the mm-hmm. last undefeated team. I mean, unless, you know, the Niners or the Eagles start off hot. I mean, just the AFC is so stacked, man. Like, those teams are going to have to roll through some – they're not going to have these easy schedules, right? They're not going to have these easy wins. They're going to have to roll through these good teams. So yeah. I don't I don't hate it. If they can get to that 6-0 mark, I think they have a chance to be the last undefeated team. Yeah,
0: pulling up their uh, pulling up their schedule. I mean, every game is a winnable game. Maybe outside of you know, I mean, I'm sure it's winnable, but even outside of Jacksonville, I think you mentioned at the top they've got the easiest schedule in the NFL this year. Um, you know, I, I stayed away from their win total bet, but you're you're kind of convincing me here otherwise. Um, and I mean, I, I focused in on a couple of player props, but now that I look through it, I think. I could see a, I could see a world where they they are that last undefeated team. You know they win the division handily and and um, have the most wins um, in the NFC. So, but uh, I, one thing's for sure, we must both be hungry because I, <laughs> I've got the muster man Bijan Robinson, the muster man. You got Mac and Cheese Jones thrown in there, yeah. so uh, I guess it's I guess it's about dinner time uh, here on the West Coast. Mac um, I and mean, cheese and mustard don't well to go well together.
1: I don't <laughs> I've never I've never tried it, but I'm gonna go with it doesn't go well together. <laughs> both,
0: both yellow though, interesting interestingly yeah. enough. Right? No way um, that tastes good. <laughs> well, um I think I think moving on from there, I've got two um two player level bets that I like to target here for the Saints, Justin. Um we've talked about Derek Carr. 3,700 um, passing yards is the number for him. It's, it's minus 110, so not the most amazing yards. But every single season, Carr has recorded 16 starts. Um, he's exceeded this number except for that first year. Um, healthy Michael Thomas is key in my mind. Offensive line is key in my mind. We, we've seen what Chris Olave can do. Um, I think he'll surpass this again. Their, their passing game is their strength, regardless of of, of the line troubles. Um, I think they're I think they're going to be in more close. We, we mentioned the schedule. I think they're going to be in more close games than, than not, which means he'll have ample attempts to toss the rock. And then you know, Rashid Shahid was a very pleasant surprise last year, and I think he's a, a good third, and and Juwan Johnson fourth at you know option at tight end. So I should I, I see this as an easy target for for Derek Carr.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll smash any Derek Carr over this year. Um, This is arguably his best wide receiver core if Michael Thomas stays healthy he's had in his career. Um, And arguably probably the best team he's ever had in his career. Um, Mm -hmm. So, especially if you throw in Kamara, like you didn't even talk about Kamara and and look at his wide receivers, right? They're good. And you talk about Kamara coming out of the backfield. I know he's missing the first three games, but three games in, in 17 weeks really is not much, especially when you, factor in running backs right they really only play on average what 13 14 weeks a year even if even if they are healthy so maybe that three weeks you know he comes back refreshed um legs are healthy uh the remainder of the season um so i, I love that bet i took car over 23.5 passing touchdowns uh okay. at plus 110 um Juwan johnson was just a stud in the red zone last year um Michael Thomas, if he's healthy, he's just a guy that just gets open on those slant routes. Like it's, I, I don't even, it, it's ridiculous how open he is on those like quick intermediate routes. Um, and then Olave, you know, over the top, um, and Shahid's due for a couple of long touchdowns, right? So I just, I just love that bet. Um, and then I also took Olave over 5.5 reception touchdowns for the year, plus 110, because I think it's achievable okay. um, even if all their receivers stay healthy. So why can't he achieve that if, for some reason, Michael Thomas is hurt? Um, Kamara gets her yeah. he something off the field. So I just love that number as well.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm high on, on uh, Olave as well, but uh, pivoting a little bit. I actually went a little bit, um, a little bit bigger on Olave. Uh, I'm taking him at plus 800 eight to one odds on DraftKings to hit, uh, 1500 receiving yards. So I just thought at those odds, this bet was hard for me to ignore. I mean, say, say which he had a phenomenal rookie year with over a thousand receiving yards, um, on only on just 72 catches. Right. So you, and that was suboptimal quarterback play. Um, I actually see, you know, again, I think you'll hear this theme from me. I see the return of Michael Thomas is actually a boon to to Olave. I think he'll be open. There'll be be a little bit less attention on him. They, they've got Juwan Johnson, you know, they've they've got Shahid. So I think those the the, the balance of talent teams aren't going to be able to key on him. And then obviously Derek Carr is a step up from who they had last year. So I'm willing to. To, to beef up a little bit, go fifteen hundred receiving yards. I think if he gets a, a hundred catches this year, I think I think that's an attainable an attainable target for him at, at plus eight hundred.
1: Yeah, I mean Alave is uh, one of the best young receivers in the NFL right now. Um, was one a great receiver in college? So with Derek Carr there, and Derek Carr's shown that he will target his number one receiver and kind of feed him. Um, so if mm-hmm. if he can stay healthy, even with Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas is going to kind of uh keep those corners under wraps and I honestly if Michael Thomas has a good couple of first weeks, I mean, he's a big name. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh you know cornerbacks don't just shadow Olave like they did last year, right? Where they just maybe they just stay on the same side of the field instead of following Olave everywhere. So that could mm-hmm. help him, um, especially when you can line him up in the slot, um or move him around the field a little bit more. So
0: Yeah, uh, I I, uh, I know my uh, my buddies in in Ohio um, obviously love our our uh, deep discussion on on Olave with his Ohio State roots. Seems like that's turning into wide receiver U with Marvin Harrison Jr. on the on I mean, the horizon. um getting talks of being the number one pick.
1: <laughs> I mean, with Garrett Wilson, Olave, Marvin Harrison Jr. there, it's it's a little it's, it's getting a little insane.
0: Je- Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. it's just, it's I forgot about uh, him Doesn't, doesn't stops. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. And it's, it's interesting to see some of these, these colleges that, uh, you know, just churn out and become wide receiver. You linebacker, you, you know, used to be, you hear Penn state was linebacker. You you're right. And I was really the only one that was now that now everyone wants to coin themselves as, as this position you. And, uh, yes. it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating. It's like Georgia and Alabama with their running backs. Just,
1: just churn them out every yeah. year. There's a good running back coming out of the school, right? Now, Ohio <laughs> State always has two good receivers.
0: Yep. It's hard to key in and uh their 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 t- their talent translates to the n f l but uh, yeah. I guess enough about ohio state i don't want to get i don't, don't want to uh get my friends' heads even bigger um but uh moving moving on to our final team i'm going to uh let uh, Justin kick us off on the Tampa bay buccaneers
1: yeah the bucks uh i'm I'm extremely low on the bucks um i think the bucks are in the Caleb williams sweepstakes. Um, and part of that is, one, I'm not a huge Baker fan. Um, I do like some of their weapons on offense, but their offense line just isn't that great right now. Um, their defense has just got old, and they have a couple guys, but they're just not there. Coaching I don't see as great. Um, I'm smashing the under five-and-a-half wins um, at plus 140. Um, I honestly think they could be the worst team in the NFL right there, along with uh, the Cardinals. and. If Kyler comes back and Kyler plays half the year, I think the Bucks have a really, really good shot of getting Caleb Williams, um, which I think would be great for them, right? So, come week four or come week like five, six before the trade deadline, right? Um, if you're one in five, um, Mike Williams on expiring contract, right? You. What is your reason for holding on to him? Are you really going to re-sign him at 30, mm-hmm. 31 years old? Um, or do you just go move him to, like, the Chiefs or somebody like that for a third-round pick? Um, a team that definitely doesn't have the cap space right now but will mid-season for a Mike Evans. Mike Evans, um,
0: mm-hmm. Mike Evans
1: is, he's just getting old. He, he wants to compete for championships. Like, he doesn't want to be on a team that's rebuilding. So I wouldn't be surprised if he quietly was like, hey, guys, I know you guys are going in this direction. Can you get me out of here? Um, yeah. If you're one and six to start the year, um, and then if you're one and yep. six, do you pull Baker and just play Trask? And, and uh, what do we know about Trask? I mean, he hasn't flashed. I haven't seen any highlights in camp. Um, so I'm smashing their under five and a half, and I have them at the fewest wins um, at plus seven hundred.
0: Yeah i i don't i don't ex- i don't have incredibly high expectations for the Buccaneers. Um, there's most of mine are around player bets here. I think I I do personally, I, I really like Todd Bowles. Um, I think he's a great defensive mind as he's shown the ability to be uh, a top tier NFL head coach. Not yet, but I also don't think he's been armed with with the right situation. I think he got a little bit of a bad rap in New York. Um, I mean, the Jets have been have been a black hole for for a long time. So I, I do like Todd Bowles, but I, I just don't know that that. He's gonna be able to 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 bring them along um as much on the offensive side as they're gonna need right so um they're they they have leave a lot to be des- desired on the rushing uh rushing the ball on the offensive side um and like justin mentioned their their offensive line is a little bit suspect and that uh, contributes there Um, I think their defense is going to be strong, which is, is the reason. And and I think their defense is gonna be smart and strong. And that's the reason why um, I'm taking my first bet with them to be um, a match bet versus the Panthers. So again, DraftKings has these interesting little match bets um, and it is essentially more regular season wins. So it's not a head to head match bet. It's more regular season wins. And um, so this obviously does not jive with, with Justin's thoughts here, but I don't. I didn't. I, as I said before, you know, I don't see where all the Panthers' wins are going to come from quite yet. And even though it's Baker Mayfield, I think it it, ins, it gives a little inspiration his end of the season play with the Rams. I know McVay's a, an offensive wizard, right? Um, and they've got option. They've got Godwin. They've got Evans. I think a big receiver like Evans um, should be able to get enough wins to cash this at plus one twenty especially when you start to consider early in the season, you know, some of those games we've mentioned the heat factor for Jacksonville teams are going to have to go to Tampa Bay and play in that hot, humid weather. Um, I, I, I personally liked more regular season. Now this doesn't mean they have to finish higher than the Panthers in the division, right? I just think overall, I think their schedule broke down a little bit more favorably than the Panthers. And I, I kind of picked out a few more games, um, um, for them to win this year. So That's, uh, that's my, my first bet, uh, for the Buccaneers.
1: Yeah. Just to cover the bucks. Um, I also took them as, like I said, we're completely different. I took them to be the last winless team at 11 to one odds. Um, I just see if they don't win a game in the first two weeks against either they can go into Minnesota and beat the Vikings, which the Vikings should be able to get that game, right? The Vikings are coming off a great year. Um, whether we think they're going to do it again, I don't know. Um, but if the Vikings can win that game and then the bears, a lot of people are high on the bears would be the week two matchup. Uh, they do have to play in Tampa. The bears do, but if the bears win that game, you're going to have a stretch of four games or th- two more, three more games after that, where I don't think they can win. I don't think they can beat the Eagles. I don't think they can beat the saints in new Orleans. And then I don't think they beat the lions. Right. So, I mean, Oh, and five, um, I mean, the only other team I could really see starting on five would be the Cardinals, and and what if the Cardinals just you know win a game there? And even that, like, then you go to the Falcons. You have the Falcons at home. If somehow you lose that game, then you have the Bills the following week. So, zero seven isn't out of the realm for the Bucks to start. I don't think they're going to start zero and seven, but realistically, I don't really see more them them being able to get more than two wins there. Um, so, yeah. if you start two and five, I just I just don't like it.
0: Yeah, I, I I kind of being more of the defensive guy was I think in college, I look at that defense and I and I look at the experience from the skill players and I just think that they're gonna come up with a few games that you don't expect them to win. And I don't know I don't wanna say they're gonna spoil anyone's season. Um but I put a lot of stock into into that experience and I think that that um their defense will keep them in games and it's just a matter of if those playmakers, if, if Mayfield, Mayfield, it's, you know, then rests on Mayfield, can he get the ball in the playmaker's hands and can they make plays with them? So I guess, you know, again, we've, we've had a lot of differing views on this, this division uh, overall, but um, from there, I'm gonna run with it, Justin, to uh, my first player prop, um, which is uh, around Rashad White. Um, and that is his rushing yard total, so it's 700 and a half yards at minus 110. It's not my favorite bet in the world, but I think it's a safe one. He had uh, 481 yards last year in a pretty much an, almost an even, well, I guess an even timeshare for the second half of the season. You know, really the first half of the season, it was four nets backfield to lose. And I could see his carries easily jumping well above. I mean, he had 129 last year. I could see that even doubling this year to about 250. Um, with 250 carries, if he's not hitting 700 yards, even at 200 carries, if he's not hitting 700 yards, he's probably looking for a new job. Um, and I know the rushing offense is a weakness, but I I think they're going to, they're going to have to rely on it. I think he's got the talent to, uh, to, to get to that 700 yard mark.
1: Yeah. And I I like Rashad white this year. Um, one of my bets I found kind of a weird one was, uh, it was Russell gauge or Rashad white to have 1,000 yards from scrimmage at uh, plus 400, so 4-1 to odds. And to me, that's a Rashad White bet. I don't think Gage can even get there. Um, I don't see any way he gets 1,000 yards unless uh, Godwin and Evans somehow don't play all year, Mm -hmm. uh, which is going to happen. But if you think Rashad White can go for 700 yards uh, on the ground, I mean, last year he had 55 catches. Um, That number, I think, is going to go up, uh, especially with Fournette out of the picture. Um, and then as well as Baker, like Baker does uh, check the ball down to his running backs a decent amount. Um, he's going to need to, if he wants to stay healthy. Um, so I think he can get close to 70 catches. Um, so if you think he gets 200 yard or 200 plus carries and he can get up to close to 70 catches, that's 270 touches. I don't see how he doesn't get a thousand yards from scrimmage. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I saw that one. I, that that one interests me. Um, and I actually, have another kind of unique bet, Justin. Just to kind of roll right through to some of these these more special props um, on DraftKings. It was Godwin to have 900 plus receiving yards and White to have 750 plus rushing yards. This came in at plus 400. Um, so again, you've heard my thoughts on Rashad White. I think if I think you know if he's if I think he's going to hit 700, uh, it's a stone's throw to hit 750. Um, And Godwin's hit the thousand yard receiving mark in three of his last four years, three of his six overall years. And in two of those years, he came up, I think, I think less than 60 yards short of 900 yards. So I I know I've mentioned that Baker Mayfield's obvious step down from Tom Brady, Um, but they're going to be, they're going to need to catch up in some games. They're going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be playing from behind um i see the godwin receiving yards is more of a risk than the white rushing yards i just think you pair those two together and um you know four to one odds you could you could be looking at a nice cash out at the end of the year
1: yeah and then touching on godwin um i'm taking him over 800.5 receiving yards at minus 110 um i think he gets that even if mike evans stays healthy all year they're going to be in games where they're going to have to throw the football at. I, neither of us think they're going to be a winning organization this year. So if you're losing games, you have to throw the football on Godwin's one of those guys that just, especially late in games. I mean, if you're a fantasy player, you know, this, like he just kind of is always open underneath. He finds those little kind of gaps to be open. Um, so if you think they're not going to be good, um, you think he's, they're going to lose a lot of games. He's going to get a lot of garbage time yardage. Um, so I don't see how he doesn't get to 800 yards if he's healthy. And I honestly, I really I really don't think Mike Evans is going to be there all year. I I think Mike Evans gets moved sometime during the season. I think teams are probably already calling about him, but the Bucs don't want to show their hand that they're just giving up on the season, right? I mean, they won a Super Bowl a couple years ago, uh, just lost Tom Brady. Um, Baker's definitely a downgrade, but I just think that if they don't start off and they're not in the playoff hunt with Mike Evans kind of being in the last year of his contract, it just doesn't make sense to hold on to him. So mm-hmm. I think he gets moved. And that's kind of another reason why I'm all over Codwin this year.
0: Yeah, um, that makes sense to me. I, you know, I, I just... Continuing on from your Evans, um, your Evans discussion, I have a couple of bets on him, but it's not so much, you know, it's not Tampa Bay related, right? It's it's statistic related and it's, you know, the player he is. So even if he gets moved, you could still cash in on these. Um, I, I, I look at the receiving yards, 925.5, and, and I look at the receptions, 65.5, both sitting um, at plus money, the receiving yards being plus 115, the, the receptions plus plus one hundred five. Bottom. This is, again, purely statistical bet here, regardless of who's around him. He's never failed to eclipse 1,000 receiving yards in a season in his entire career, which is an astonishing stat when you consider injury. I mean, he's been banged up, right? You consider injuries. You consider different quarterbacks. Um, and I he's also never fallen below that, that 66 reception mark in his career. So whether it's Mayfield and Tampa, whether he gets dealt and it's another quarterback – I'm just going purely on stats there and I think it plus money, um, throw a few, few dollars on that. And you know, if, if he doesn't hit it, you can say, Hey, I lost the bet on the first year that Mike Evans didn't hit these, these minimum quota bets here. So, uh, not that you want to, not that that's the goal here, but, um, those are my, my last two, uh, pieces on the Buccaneers.
1: Yeah. I actually got in an argument with, uh, one of my buddies on, uh, one of my fantasy leagues, uh, we're 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 kind of tweakers. So we already drafted. Um, I have Mike Evans, but he was kind of going on about how Mike Evans sucks. So I bet him. <laughs> I bet him some money that Mike Evans would go through a thousand yards this year. So I, I really like that bet. Uh, yeah, my, I, I said Mike Evans is a walking, talking thousand yards, right? I think Mike Evans is one of those guys that's just probably going to have a 1,000 yards receiving until the day he quits football. Um, I mean, he did it as a rookie with Josh McCown and Mike Linden at quarterback. Did it with Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick a couple years, kind of split in time. And, I mean, Baker – as much as you want to say about Baker, I don't really love him. Um he he's not scared to sling the ball around. Um and guess where he's gonna go with the ball? Um yep. if nobody else is open, he's just gonna throw it up to Mike Evans. Yeah, um, we, may, so. we
0: may get uh we may get flashes back of uh, Johnny football tossing the ball up there like they like he did at A and M to Mike Evans, just oh, chucking it up and having him go get it.
1: Those were those were the good old days. Those are probably the funnest. That might be the yeah, funnest yeah. Uh, college football team to ever watch, honestly. Yeah, after um, watching that
0: uh, that untold D- Johnny Football documentary on Netflix, it really got me uh, jonesing for some college football. Um, have you had, you had a chance to check that out yet, Justin?
1: Yeah, I watched uh, – I was on a plane, so I, it cut out the last 15 minutes because it didn't download in time. So I had to yeah. go out and watch the last 15 minutes of it, but – no, I remember the Johnny Manziel days, man. Back in A and M, I'm not a huge college football fan. Being on the West Coast, we watch more NFL. Um, I mean, I'll tune in for big games and stuff, but when Johnny football was playing, I mean, I was in high school, so I just literally on Saturdays, I would, I would just watch. Texas AM. Like, I didn't care where yeah. they were playing. I just always clicked on the Texas AM game. Um, he was just so electric to watch, and Mike Evans just going up, just, and, and it literally would just, like you said, it would just be running around, and he would just throw it up to Mike Evans in quadruple coverage, and Mike yeah. Evans would it, catch the football. So
0: it was a, it was a, it was a fun time in college football. I, uh, last, last little bit here, um, still go back to that year and think Colin Klein should have won the Heisman. And then when we look back at it, however many years later you've got a guy who, well, we've seen what's transpired with Johnny Manziel, the winner um, of that award. And, um and then in second was Manti Teo and we all I think his story is very well documented as well whether he was aware or not so looking back you'd like to you probably think the Heisman Foundation is probably wishing that they that uh you know Colin Klein may have won that award again my shameless K-State plug there at the end of uh, <laughs> the end of our episode
1: Klein's their offensive coordinator right or he's he's coaching. yeah he's I'm pretty sure
0: yeah. He's uh he's K state's offensive coordinator. Yeah, he did a great, he did a great job last year. Um, and you know, um, I'm personally hoping that they lock him up as that head coach in waiting when uh, Chris Kleiman ends up leaving, because I think he's, I think he's, um, a great offensive mind. I think he knows how to run the ball and he, he can throw the ball and, um, I think he gets people excited about the program. So I don't want to take this too We'll, we'll talk about Kansas state another day. My, uh, my, uh, lo- my beloved wildcats, but, um, just to to get things wrapped up here. uh, That's I think that's the end of our show. Um, We, we uh, love having you hear our thoughts on the NFC South. Um, We uh, we've got, uh, you know, more great content coming up for you here uh, next week, where we'll get into episode seven, diving into the AFC North, which should be a phenomenal division this year from top to bottom. Um, And again, Please, uh, you know, if you like what we're doing, share it with your friends, drop us a note, let us know what we can do better. Give us your thoughts. Um, you can always find us on Instagram at better bets ahead. You can find us on Twitter at BBA pod, uh, myself, uh, Brandon, AKA Don Bentley. You can find me on Twitter at, uh, Don Bentley bets and on Instagram at BentleyBets. bets, Justin, tell them uh, where they can find you.
1: Yeah. You found me at dynasty underscore dogs. Um, I'll be posting a lot more about football, uh, football seasons, kind of where I uh, kind of jump on all my bets. And for you guys out there in California, especially during the season, I'm not really going to talk about it right now. Um, but we'll be doing some prize pick bets as well as underdog bets, because um, I know you guys can't get to, you know, the DraftKings sports books and the normal sports books. So we're, I'm, I'm going to be throwing in every week uh, some player prop bets on those uh, sites uh, did pretty well last year. So hopefully we can keep it going, especially with the, the research
0: we do. Love it. I love it. And uh, can't wait to, to keep making money. Uh, subscribe, share, tune in to our next episode. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening.